ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. podcast brian boyer brian you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself well thanks so much for having me you say special so that's already you're already putting a lot of pressure on me um which i think i can handle but uh, i appreciate that it's an honor to be here with you martise and yeah, so my my eye on life podcast uh eye on life podcast.com it's uh it's been on hiatus a little bit because i also do run my own business marketing and business consulting the boyer group which is the boyer group llc.com and uh, so I've been taking a little bit of hi- a hiatus on uh, on the podcast, but I'm excited to get back into it with you here a little bit. Um, and you know, you you were my inspiration, though, Marquise. Thank you realize you. that, right? Kind of. You were my inspiration to start the podcast, so I am excited to get back on here, and I'd like to get it going again. Um, again, my my background is is marketing and business development. I, I did the podcast for about a year and a half. Um, and then it just got to be a lot between the podcast and the business. The business is doing well. So I'm focusing on that now, but I'm, I'm hoping to get back into it. And again, once again, you'll probably inspire me here okay. with this, with this interview today. Yes. So today <laughs> we are going to be talking about cancel culture. Love it. So I feel like, you know, I was doing a little bit of research and of course, right now the big thing is, uh, Joe Rogan and Spotify. So let's just touch on that real quick. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Joe Rogan, first of all? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I, so here's the thing. Sometimes you have to separate your, your personal feelings towards someone with, you know, with the success that they have. So I, I don't know how you are, but I'm the kind of person that can kind of make that distinction. I don't love Joe Rogan. I mean, I think it's a good podcast. I don't love the guy, but, you know, he, he seems to have done a really good job. He has this amazing podcast. I know he's done acting. Did he do Fear Factor? Wasn't he the host of Fear Factor? Fear too? Factor, yeah. He's that? also um, a commentator for UFC. So, so he, obviously he's a, he's a successful guy, but you know certainly 
you know, the fact that he's been in the news and for what he's been in the news for uh, lately um, doesn't necessarily cast him in, in the best of light. I, I find him to be a little bit arrogant, and I think maybe that's why people like him. I mean, he does tell like it is, so I, I bet you people probably like that. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan. If I'm picking a podcast, honestly, I know I'm probably in the minority here with this because there are millions of people listening to him, but I'm probably not picking Joe Rogan. Listen, I've never listened to one of his podcasts. I was never a big fan of his, but I agree with you. He's successful. Good for him. Good, yeah, good, good for him. And, um, you know, I, but I do think that when you have that kind of platform, you, you have to be very, very careful. And again, I think people do like him because he is kind of like a free-for-all. I mean, if you look historically, you know, these, they used to call them, the, I don't even know if they still call them the shock jocks anymore, right? With Howard, you know, Howard Stern yeah. Don I, and Don Imus. Uh, I don't. Think, I don't necessarily think they call them that anymore. But he's probably close to that. You know, he spoke. He's smoking pot right while he's while he's doing the show, or or one of his guests. What you know, we're doing that or something, right? Yes, I love that you call it pot. To... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I said I love that you call it pot. I should, should I say marijuana. That's fine. It's just funny. Weed. We, I there's say, so many. I say so many things to call it. I know. Well, you know, I, when I say pot, that's probably what people called it while I was growing up. So that's probably like an antiquated. What do people say now? Do they not say pot anymore? Do they say marijuana? Do they say weed? What do they say? Most, Cannabis? Most people say, most people that I know say weed. Some people say right. marijuana. I feel like people use the term cannabis when they're trying to talk about it like in a medical term or right. making it like, I guess, kind of like destigmatizing it, which makes complete sense, but it's still weed to me. Well, I, I agree, and, I, and I'm wondering, you know, we're, di- we're digressing here because, you know, when you and I talk, I know this is what we do. That's fine. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's if it's the the generation that you were brought up in. Probably. Or, like, or, is it, or is it a weed? Like, if you're in Florida, are you calling it weed? Or, or if you're in western Pennsylvania, you're calling it, you know, weed. And in Connecticut, we're calling it pot. I don't know. Cannabis yeah. is the big thing now because it's, it's starting, you know, it's, it's starting to become much more legalized, first off, and a little bit less taboo. Right, exactly. Which is good. I mean, it's just weed. Well, when, when you really think about it, right? When you really, if you really, I mean, I know it's always been, you know, say no to drugs and all that. I, I get that. And I'm not saying kids should be going, you know, 15 year olds, right? They should be going to smoke, you know, smoke weed or, or whatever, right? <laughs> but when you're an adult and instead of having a beer, if you want to sit down and, and do what you want to do and it's legal, then I say, I say go for it. Why not? If it's legal and just don't drive and be smart about it. Nobody ever beat their wife smoking weed. Well, that's a good one. I'm never going to laugh at that. You know, but it's, it's true because you're, you're much more. It's true, but but I think that when you look at when you look at a lot of volatile situations, domestic abuse, fights, at like you know, mm-hmm. any time a fight takes place, there's usually alcohol involved. Right. But you're right. There's probably not weed involved. Right. So it's, it, it is an interesting thing, but yet yet it's still considered to be taboo and much worse than alcohol. But I think that as as our generations get older. People are just kind of like, eh, okay. You know, I mean, there are teachers out there that have their medical marijuana card. Right, exactly. You know, so it's it's kind of well, like, I mean, you know, you're right. you got to be smart about it. Obviously, you're not going to, you know, smoke a blunt and then go, to, then go to work. Right. Unless you're a podcaster, of course. Then you can do that. Well, if you're Joe Rogan, go back, that goes back to the whole Joe Rogan. If you're Joe Rogan, and again, I'm not saying it was him. It might not have been him, but maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was him. But, but here's the thing, uh, you know, here's the thing. I, I know we're going to get back to the cancel culture and Joe Rogan, but with all the things that are happening in society today, right, there are a lot of bad things that are happening. If somebody wants to go and, you know, do something that's legal and relaxes them, 
even if it's not your thing, it might not be my thing. It might, you know, somebody may prefer to have a beer. Somebody may prefer to not drink, not do anything. Somebody may prefer to exercise. That's fine. Do what you want to do. But with everything going on, you're really going to tell me that somebody's, you know, smoking weed and or consuming an edible is worse than most of the other things that take place once we walk outside our door. Right. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. And again, I'm, I'm not condoning it in a legal way. And I, you know, it, where it's, where it's legal, I'm saying that's, that's acceptable and, and whatnot, but, and I'm not saying, you know, Oh, let's kids should be going and smoking and all that and all that. I'm obviously against that, uh-huh. but you know, but I do think there are a lot worse things in life than an adult going home and having some edibles after a day at work. What is the status in Connecticut? Oh, that's a good question. See, we we're almost there. I think it's I think it's next year because Massachusetts, obviously, it's already legal. And you, you drive down the highways here, and you can see all of the, you know, all the signs, all the billboards. You know, and of course, cannabis. That's what we're going back to before cannabis. Cannabis, right? Um, but and I I think and I and I don't remember exactly, but I, I feel like it's either this year or next year that they're going. It's going to be legalized in Connecticut, but I'm not sure if that's like I, I don't know if it's going to be phased in or not. Um, it might be phased in, so it's maybe there are only certain parts that are that are legal, but it, it's coming. No, it's definitely coming, and I think it's coming universally. I think so too. We're uh, medical here, but I think right. that again, recreational for adults. It's it, it's coming everywhere. Do your, I mean, do your thing. If that's what you want to do, then then go ahead. And, right. And, uh, just be again, be be smart about it. Just like just like I wouldn't suggest somebody have three or four beers. And, and start, you know, and get in the back behind the car or operate heavy machinery, right? That's what they say. Right. You know, same thing if you're if you're um if you're under the influence of any sort of drug that's going to relax you or make you feel uninhibited or whatnot, you probably should just be smart, stay at home or get an Uber home or whatnot. Right. You know what though? When when people smoke weed, most of them well, depending on the strain, most of them don't want to leave their house. We just want to chill on the couch, watch some T V, eat some snacks. See, and, and but the, but those are the people that we're worried about, right? In society, right? Those are that that those are the people, the people that are at home, relaxing, watching a movie, and eating whatever's in front of them, right? Those are the people that we're worried about. We're not worried about, you know, these these people that get behind the wheel of a car after having six or seven beers. I mean, I know we are worried about them, but you, you don't hear that much. You hear a lot more about drug use, right? And 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 th- didn't we, if I recall, growing up, what is an alcohol a drug, right? Don't we call that? Is that yeah. a drug? Yeah, it I is. remember that. So. You know, I mean, just again, everything is within moderation. I find that people in life have a tough time with balance. And you know what? That is that that actually brings us right back to cancel culture. Yes, there we go. The balance of it. Okay, (laughs) so I know for me, like I have canceled certain companies myself because their commercials pissed me off. <laughs> I am, you know, you know, I'm with you on that. I, you know, commercials are, are my my thing. I, I can't stand some commercials, and I will not use the product because some commercials are so bad. Pro- I agree. Probably about ten years ago, there was this Belvita commercial. Do you know the um, the brand Belvita? They have Belvita li- or Belvita because there's, there's Belvita like the cheese. No, 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 not Velveeta. Velveeta is good. Okay, right. Belvita, B E L V I T A. Yeah, they have like the little cookies, right? Yes. Yes, my kids love those. Okay. I have never <laughs> purchased any of their products, and I never right. will. Because about 10 years ago, they used to have these commercials with these really stupid songs, and they would play every morning when I was getting ready for work, and every morning that would put me in a bad mood. <laughs> right, right. I, don't, I don't remember those. I, I'll send you some, because I, I found them on YouTube last night. 
I'm gonna have to check that out because um, I might be banning those in my house if they're really that annoying. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I, you know, I have commercials that are like that too, where they just keep coming up. Right. So I and, now, of course, this was you know before, kind of before social media and before everybody getting in and saying, "Oh my goodness, cancel Belvita because I don't like their commercials or this commercial stupid." Blah blah blah. Obviously, the brand is still around, so it didn't bother people that much. But I look at cancel culture and I'm like, well, we our country kind of has a history of that. You know, if it's a for a social cause, we call it boycotts. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, let's see. SeaWorld. After Blackfish came out 2013. Right. People were boycotting SeaWorld. They canceled SeaWorld. And what happened with it? They stopped the orca shows and they stopped the breeding. So the cancel culture in that, in that situation, I guess, worked. And, you know, I, I guess, and here's, I, here's my question, I guess, as far as cancel culture goes, because you mentioned, and, and let me, I do just have to say as a marketer, right? The fact that you're still talking about that commercial <laughs> 10 years later means it was at least probably successful. And that's probably why they're still in business. Right. It, which, which is interesting because even, even, you know, it's, it's one of those things when you have a commercial like that, right? People either like it. And they'll buy the product or they hate it, but they'll still be talking about the product. Right, exactly. I mean, how many Which times have I said their that. name on this podcast already? We're like ten minutes exactly. in and people exactly. and people are gonna go and getting and they're gonna get more YouTube views because of course I'm gonna put it on my social media so people know the stupid commercials that I'm talking about. <laughs> but they're all gonna go on there and, and look at it. so so you could say so even some annoying commercials but, and I I've done that too. I, I hate that commercial, but here I am talking about it, right? With right. My friends. But, but going back to what you were saying about cancel culture, you know, it, it, that's an interesting point because, like, when you talk about cancel culture or when we talk about cancel culture, are we talk, like, you mentioned that you individually canceled Bavita, right? Right. And, and so, but, so where, where does cancel culture start to come in? Is it when the masses do it or is it like if I'm just – like, if I decide I'm not going to McDonald's anymore, uh, I'm not I – mean, I don't really go to McDonald's that much anyway. But let's just say for some reason I decide I'm not going to McDonald's. Mm. Right, I think McDonald's is going to be fine. Right. McDonald's is not going to go out of business because I decided I'm not going to McDonald's, but I've canceled it from my whatever from my. And I'm not I'm not canceling McDonald's. I'm just saying as an example. But is it does is cancel culture really only impact when it's the masses, or I know you have to start with one person. But if I'm canceling if I'm canceling one product or one company or one person on my own, is that really that's, is that considered cancel culture, or is it just? Or does it have to be like, you know, kind of a movement almost? I think I think that it depends because, again, it's kind of like you're boycotting, you know, McDonald's or speaking of that uh, fast food chains, Chick-fil-A. OK, well, that, right. A little more controversial. Exactly. Right. A little bit more controversial. But you know what? Their business hasn't suffered. So even though a lot of people have been boycotting them their business is still doing fine and they're still doing what they're doing. Well, exactly. And, and that's the thing that that's the thing people can boycott all they want. Right. Um, but I, I think when it's a, it, and of course it depends if it's like a small business versus a large corporation. I, I think boycotting will get you a certain amount of publicity and maybe start to give you some momentum in whatever cause you're in, whatever cause you're boycotting. Right. Right. But ultimately, does boycotting really does it really help? I mean, as you said, you know, people people are thousands of people are boycotting Chick Fil A, right, right, and and the reason why is why because they are they're considered to not be friendly towards the, the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and, and whatever else community, right, right, right. That's that's the reason why. 
And I think that the reason why I think I, I actually looked this up once. It's it's that it's I, I don't I don't know that much about it, but I I don't think they're I don't think they're necessarily discriminating. I think they're just choosing maybe not to. I think they're choosing certain charities and whatnot to give their money to, and 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 that and groups in that that are in that category they're not necessarily donating to those charities. Right. In other words, I don't think I don't think there's not there's not somebody at the front door of Chick Fil A saying, "Oh, are you are you straight or are you gay?" Because you're not coming in if you're gay. Right. I don't think I don't think that's happening as far as I know. But I, you know, you're absolutely right. But I do feel like when we can control where our dollar goes, like I won't support Jimmy John's. Why? Because the owner is a trophy hunter. Okay. Right. I personally don't agree with that. I don't have any problem with ethical hunters. I don't have a problem with hunting to get your own food. I have a problem with hunting a giraffe just to say, Hey, I got a giraffe. I don't like that. So I don't eat at Jimmy John's. Is that hurting the business? Probably not. But I know that I'm not supporting it. So I'm okay with that. Well, I think you raise a really good point there um, to my question, because I think that if you're if you're boycotting something, you're not necessarily like you're not necessarily boycotting that because. Oh, I, I want them to go out of business. So, uh, so if enough people do what I'm doing, they're going to go out of business. I don't. It, it sounds like you're doing it because of your personal uh, values and ethics and morale, right? It doesn't right. necessarily align with with the owner. So that's you're doing that really more for for you, and that, that's your that's your voice right there, right? Versus versus trying to get everybody else to do it. Exactly. It's like. Um... You know, if you don't believe in something, okay, that's fine. You don't necessarily have to push it down other people's throats, but you could do what makes you feel good about it. And by not giving them money, I feel better about myself because I'm not supporting that man. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a personal choice. And again, it, whether whether it has an impact on that business or not, is, isn't in, in your situation, isn't even the point. Right. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that you, you need to look in the mirror. And, and, and when I say you, I, I'm not just talking about you, but yeah. everyone, right? When, when we, if we decide to support a, a cause or a company that has, a, let's say they have a bad record on, you know, hiring practices, well, that it's, it's your decision. I mean, if you decide not to, you know, not to spend your money on that particular company, they're not necessarily going to go out of business, but that's your right to, to say, you know, listen, their hiring practices are, they're a little sketchy. I've heard some bad things about it. I googled it. I found out a little bit more information on it. I don't like it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not spending any more money there. Right now, I do think where the big um, the big canceling comes in is where the money comes in. Like when radio stations started losing advertisers for playing R. Kelly. Right. Exactly. Well, here's an interesting point that you raised, and this is what I was going to kind of ask you as well here because i think that when we talk about individuals canceling it versus you know we're talking about corporations and whatnot right. and, and that's fine we can cancel them all they want but they're probably going to thrive they're still thrive Chick- no chick-fil-a is not going anywhere right mm-hmm. jimmy johns is going anywhere but when we start talking about individual people and we start talking about canceling i think that is more prevalent and more likely um because there seems to be more of an impact when people are canceling an individual person that people really start to jump on that momentum and they, and literally, you know, it, whether it's Joe Rogan, I mean, again, Joe Rogan will probably end up being fine. He'll probably end up being having more, more listeners right now after right. all this, because it's like free publicity for him. But generally when you talk about certain people and, and I'm going to give you an example. Okay. 
Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin? Yes. Okay. If there's ever a reason to have cancel culture for individuals, they are the reason. Tell me why. In your po- okay, well, from your point of view. Okay, well, well, first off, they're frauds. So first off, Hilaria Baldwin, right? Or Hilaria Baldwin, whatever, however she says it. Hillary she's, is her real name, but go ahead. Hillary's her real name. She's not from Spain. I think she's, she went to a private school in Massachusetts, and she yeah. pretended for years <laughs> to be Latina. Yes. Which is really disgusting when you, when, when you have legitimate people from other places that are trying to make it here and trying to you know, customize them, you know, customize themselves into society and are proud of their heritage. Mm-hmm. And, and here you have this fraud coming in and, and, and she's almost, she's worse than Alec Baldwin because she actually does nothing. She's just one of these people that she's famous for being famous or she has a podcast or had a podcast, but she's famous. She's famous for this whole fraud uh-huh. that, she, that she pulled, she pulled on people. That's disgusting. She should be canceled. Alec, if, if Alec Baldwin had been canceled sooner, Based on his tirades on an airplane because he couldn't play his what was that game that game that they used to play all the time on uh, he remember he remember he held up a plane because he couldn't play his his game online. Oh my goodness, no, I don't remember that. It's not it's not Wordle. It's before Wordle. There was another games uh, uh, words with friends or I don't know something. Oh okay like that. okay okay. He had a tantrum about that. If you remember the diatribe he won, remember he called his daughter a pig. Remember yes, that, that I do thing? remember that. He um, he he's. Um, He's 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 very hypocritical. You know, he'll step in and say certain things about, hmm, let's say, gun control, and then we know the tragedy that happened recently. So I, I think that sometimes, for our own safety, almost you have to cancel people. Get them out. Just get them out. People have a right to earn a living. I, I get that, but these are these people are the kind of people. They're frauds. They're they're hypocrites. They're not good for society. I, I really think they're a menace to society, and they need to be canceled. And 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 that's just that's just scratching the surface. There are plenty of others out there. That are, that are just as bad or worse. I think touching on what happened um, on the set of Rust, like it is hypocritical that he is so anti-gun and with all the technology we have now, you couldn't have used a fake gun? Well, uh, you couldn't have used a, a, a fake gun? There, there, that's one of those situations, which by the way is, is so incredibly tragic. And, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> and again, and I, I'm guilty of it right now, People shouldn't be talking about Alec Baldwin. They should be talking about the poor woman who was shot, right. poor family. I mean, she had a young kid, a loving husband. I think he he was just interviewed. I mean, just mm-hmm. it's it's a horrible, horrible situation. So I hate to I hate to have him be the you know the, the center of the attention here. But but yeah, I mean, you talk about you talk about a guy who who has he he, he has criticized others for you know gun control views, and then here he is on a set killing someone, right? Because they couldn't use a fake gun, or they couldn't have the proper controls in place, or I mean, they, they probably they probably had to do one thing, one thing to keep this woman safe and keep everyone around them safe. But they did 10 or 12 things that were wrong. Right. That, right. that caused this huge, amazing tragedy. I mean, it's just awful. It's terrible. And I don't know about you, but I am I'm not anti-gun. I have my permit to carry. I am pro gun laws, you know, like laws that make sense. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be harder yep. to vote than it is to get a gun. So if I have to right. go through a background check and have to do a little bit of waiting, I don't care about that. So I'm not putting anything out there about being anti-gun. But if you are anti-gun like he is, then you shouldn't be having guns on set. And as the director, you have the power to say no because of my beliefs. 
Well, exactly. And, and you know, you, you raise a really good point because one of the things that I've always believed, and I've become a lot more moderate, you know, in my thinking as I've gotten a little bit older here, I've definitely, I've, I've always tended to lean a little bit more towards the, towards the left. Mm-hmm. And now I'm definitely much more towards the middle. And, you know, I just, I, I feel like that whenever someone is extreme on something, eventually they're going to, they're going to run into hypocrisy. Right. And, and I'll give, I'll just give you an example. You know, so there are people who are very much into like, you know, animal rights. And I have to listen, I'm not going to put down, I'm not, I'm not going to criticize anybody who's, you know, animal rights. But, you know, there are people that are very extreme. You know, there are the, these people that throw the red paint on these, on these people that, mm-hmm. that aren't mink coats or, or whatnot. I, I get that, you know, that, that's, that's your thing. But if you're, if you're not eating meat and you're not eating anything and you're, and you're all for the animals, then you better never, ever, ever wear a leather belt or, you know, go someplace that has any sort of, you know, anything that's made of an animal. You, you know, my point, my point being is that if you're so extreme, you better be very, very careful. Right. Or cars because... with leather, leather seats, cars with leather seats, cars with leather seats should, should not be and, and right. Exactly. So. You know, be very, very careful if you're extreme on gun control, if you're, you know, if you're extreme on animal rights, if you're extreme on any, and it doesn't even need to be a political issue, it could just be an issue in general. Right. Be very, very careful because at some point, there's a good chance that as your life cycle, you know, evolves here, you're going to end up becoming a hypocrite. Right. If you're a little bit more moderate, you can kind of go, you can almost go, you almost protect yourself a little bit. But if you're so extreme, and there's some people that it's, it's all, you know, you know, these people all or nothing. Yes. Well, if you're all or nothing, there's a good chance that at some point you're accidentally going to go into a car that has leather seats. And as far as I'm concerned, that you're an animal rights person and you're so extreme, you're a hypocrite if you do that. So uh, that's that's kind of where we're at with Alec Baldwin, too. You're 100% and, right. And, like, PETA for me is way too extreme. I'm more of an ASPCA kind of person. Yes, exactly. The ASPCA, they don't believe in testing, like, cosmetics on animals, but if they but they do believe that if there is no other options for medical testing again no other options you know everybody knows somebody who has suffered from cancer or ms or parkinsons and most people will go oh okay you know i i i can kind of understand that plus yeah, right. yeah i see. i i agree with you 100% Plus, PETA kills uh, hundreds of thousands of cats and dogs every year. They euthanize them. So let's not even get into that. Well, and, and the problem with some of these groups and some of these extreme, and not even groups, but just that extreme way of thinking is, you know, you may not necessarily, the concept of what you're saying and your belief may not necessarily be wrong, but it's, it's the fact that you take it so far where I think you lose credibility. Right. So I, I, clearly, I don't want animals harmed. You know, no, 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 I don't think anybody's pro animal. You know, animals being harmed, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're testing animals to save humans, I'm sorry, go for it. Right. Right. I, I mean, and and so things like that, and then and then don't, and then again, if you're if you're so you know if you're so into animal rights, and, and again, great, then don't go harm human beings because they're you know what I mean. It's like hypocritical. Right you know, protesting and becoming violent and everything is okay. That's so bizarre to me. It's like, okay, you're saying let's not harm the animals, but we're going to be violent towards people who do harm animals. It, it, it contradicts your whole, your whole theory of that. So I, I, I agree. I think it's just the, the extreme nature that sometimes people 
bring it, dial it back a little bit. Maybe I'll have a little bit more credibility. Maybe we'll listen to you. Your your concept and your theory is not necessarily wrong, but you just take it so far that I can't I can't buy into it. And not everything is black and white. There are gray areas. And I'm gonna of get a, I'm gonna get a little controversial here, but it's kind of like those pro life people who are still pro death penalty. Right, exactly. Well, here's the thing, Martisha. You can't have. Well, I guess you can sometimes. You can't really have it both ways. You're right. I mean, you want to get controversial? Talk about like religion, right? And I'm not going to get too much into the religious thing. Either. But I thought you were supposed. to – Again, I'm not. I'm not really that religious of a person. Okay, so I'm not going to say sit here and pretend that I know so much about religion. But I thought that it was like I thought there was something like love thy neighbor, right? Right or something like that, or and aren't there certain things like is not something in there like love thy neighbor, but it's it's love thy neighbor only if that neighbor agrees with me and is this sexuality and I, I don't get that. So it's like, uh-huh. y- again, you have to be very careful with that because it, it's one of those things where okay, if you're religious, great, good for you, go to go to church, pray, have your beliefs, but be very very careful that they don't become so extreme that people stop listening to what you're saying and, and you lose credibility. That's all I'm saying. Right. You know, balance. Because you know, a little balance is nice. You can pick something. You can pick a verse out of the Bible and then there's always going to be another verse that contradicts exactly what you're saying. See? He gets it. He does. I hear it, you know? And I, and I think that, um, you, you know, uh, uh, again... The, the other thing that I've noticed, and this goes this goes to cancel culture and just culture in general, right, is that I, I'm finding that now more than ever. Right. People, people create their own narrative. And the narrative that they that they create or they pick is the one that fits them. Yeah. I'm not saying necessarily that's always right or wrong. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Uh-huh. But you'll have people that, you know, it's like, what do they say? Like, don't let don't let the get in the way of a good story right something like that people are letting you know they're not letting facts get in the way of their beliefs and so i think there are so many people right now that you know they hear what they want to hear they create the narrative in their mind it fits their it fits their narrative of that given topic and they just go with it whether it's right or wrong they don't Uh care all right i'm gonna pause for one second here sure so (laughs) okay so let's get back into the individual cancellation so bill cosby i am so happy you brought bill cosby up hello go ahead no sorry about that go ahead so what are your thoughts on that okay so bill so bill cosby right so he has this documentary out right now well not he doesn't have it out there's a documentary on bill cosby on showtime yeah and actually i'm glad you brought because i actually literally just watched uh, the first few episodes. I think we need to talk about Bill Cosby. I think that's what it's called, or something of that nature. Yeah, we need to talk we about need to... Bill. I haven't watched it yet, though. But go it, ahead. It's, I recommend it. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Finish your thought on Bill Cosby. So I think I cut you off. I apologize for that. But Bill Cosby, yes. So obviously, what he was doing was disgusting. He was not the man that you know he portrayed as on the Huxtables. But I'll still watch the Cosby show. You know, like there were so many. He opened so many doors for people. I never knew what an HBCU was. Right. Right. And he brought that to light. So while. Mm -hmm. So. 
I hate to say that I kind that I try to kind of separate the two, but again, you know, I'll still watch the Cosby show if I'm in the mood for it. Every once in a while, I listen to R. Kelly, but I get it because, especially with R. Kelly, because he he was telling people who he was. Right. Yeah, I understand. I mean, this, the, the tragic thing about Bill Cosby, and number first off, the, the number one tragedy of Bill Cosby situation are the victims. Yeah. Um, that's that's certainly number one, and and, and the emotional um, scarring that will take that will that these these women will will never overcome. Um, and, and again, that's why I was you know we're talking about Bill Cosby, you know, we should be talking about the victims here. But anyway, but yeah, Bill Cosby is the subject matter here, and so I, I and I I agree, you know, it's funny because I'll still go to Chick Fil A, you know, despite some of the controversial things. I will I will never watch another episode of the Cosby Show. Which was one of my favorite shows of all time. Great show. And I will never and I will never watch it again. And I get that. And that's there's nothing wrong with not wanting to watch that, you know? I definitely recommend the documentary here. But I will just say that one of the things that I find and the reason why I'm canceling Bill Cosby. Yes, I, I said it. I'm canceling Bill Cosby for well, obvious reasons. Right. But what makes it worse, and I agree with you, there there listen, there are a lot of people who have done good things. For society, for you know, I mean, again, Bill Cosby was a pioneer. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and when you watch this documentary, what he did for people of color, right, was, was incredible. And and again, to the again, also with the historically black colleges, right, the opportunities that I'm sure he gave many, many students of color who probably would not have had those opportunities, mm-hmm. um, certainly is is remarkable. But I can I can separate that from the fact that he is a a predator yes a rapist and i don't think and and i'm not saying that it necessarily wipes out that good work but it doesn't necessarily make me like i'm not gonna sit here and say well because you did all those good things i can now you know i don't even say condone but even accept watching the cosby show and when you watch the and if you watch this documentary and then you watch the cosby show you're gonna look at it in a much different lens it's creepy some of the things they, they they talk about the cosby show and some of the things that are said on the Cosby Show, as far as the script, some of the, um, you know, the, the fact that he's a he's an OBGYN of the yes, show, I yes, mean, which which when you look back now is extremely disturbing. Um, you know, some of the things that he talks about, you know, on the show, and obviously, you know, he had a, a major say in the writing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's one of those things where yes, he did all these amazing things. Um, Lance Armstrong did too, right? Yeah, and, and he was a serial cheater. Again, I'm not saying what well, I mean. Doping is is obviously different than a rape. I'm not trying to compare the two, but that was also an extreme situation where he was kind of canceled, right? Yeah, and and he did a lot of great things. So you know, Bill Cosby is one of these. I actually think the fact that he did so many great things and was such a pioneer for the black community makes what he did even worse. And that makes me that makes me loathe him even more because of what he did to these poor women. And he 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 faked us all out. We were all faked out by him. I love Bill Cosby. I thought he was awesome. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. And we're all, we're all, as a society, we're betrayed by him. You know what's even crazier? Two things. One, he was so adamant about the Cosby kids acting a certain way, which is why him and Lisa Bonet fell out. Right, exactly. Right. So there was that. But then also, for how powerful he is, if he wanted somebody to be passed out, there would be women who would be willing to take those drugs and let themselves pass out 
and let him do what he wanted. He didn't have to find unwilling participants. So obviously that was part of his thing. Well, when you when you look at these these instances, these horrible situations of rape and sexual assault, um, and you look at these you know these people who are in positions of power, certainly a lot of these people, right? They can they can you know because everybody always says in the media when you have a discussion, well, why don't they do that? They can have whatever woman they want. Yeah, that's it's that's not what it's about. Though. Right, it's about it's, the power. It's not about that. It's about the power. It's about that. There, there's like it's it, that's literally like their Tarot. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the power that they feel is is probably I'm guessing. Again, my I don't think this way, but I'm guessing it's probably like cocaine, where it's like it's it's like a drug. They yeah. they get high on it, they get off on it, and it, it, it's it's much different doing it that way versus somebody who's willing to do it. Right? There's no power involved there if it's, if it's you know if it's consensual, right? That's not how that's not fun. That doesn't that doesn't feed the narcissism. What feeds the narcissism is the the secrecy. Um, you know, the, the fraudulence behind it, you know, the, the danger behind it. That's what it's all. So it's all about power. It's not actually about just the sexual gratification. I don't think. Right. No, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. So that's, that's always interesting thing. Last thing I wanted to talk about was, and this one will, will end it with something a little bit lighter. Yes. The Christmas song, baby, it's cold outside. Right. Go ahead. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, about the controversy or the song itself? B- both. Uh, okay, well, so here's the thing. You know, we I know that, that we're talking about cancel culture and whatnot. I, I personally think that, you know, society, we've, we've come a long way, right, in society. Mm-hmm. But we, we've also got a, a long ways to go. And you can actually talk to people, um, you know, you talk to 10 different people and people are going to say, we actually really haven't, really ha- really haven't come that far. I still think we've we've come pretty far, but obviously it, we live in a very imperfect world with a lot of different factors. But what I do think is that we have become so incredibly sensitive yeah. to everything, and 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 what that does is, in my opinion, this is my humble opinion, it waters. It, it gets what I was saying before about the being extreme. It waters everything down. Right. If you're going to complain about it, Chris, because the fact that what. It, He's not letting this woman leave or something, right? He's not, he's yeah. not letting the girl, the subject of the song leave. And so there's a certain, you know, sexual assault or she's, you know, she has to stay there against her own will. I, I think you really have to read into that to really come to that concept. I think that's being a little bit sensitive. Um, and I think that we've become very sensitive to everything. I agree with in you. Society. And I'm, I'm, an, I'm an advocate. You know, I am all for, you know, we, I, I, you know, I have women who are working. You know, obviously, uh, I, I, I work. You know, with some great women. I think there, there are some great women. I want, so one of my mentors, right, is is a woman. You know, I, I, I'm all about women's rights. Women, you know, equal pay, equal, you know, opportunities in the workplace, equal opportunities in society. There are many things that women are much better than men at. So, so go for it. I think that's great. Same thing with people of color and diverse backgrounds. But I do think that there are certain things that we just need to sometimes just need to almost I don't want to say laugh because I'm not trying to minimize some of these things. But even the whole thing with like some of these advertisements that are out. I mean, the whole thing with um, I just thought, oh, we're going back to PETA. Yeah. PETA doesn't, they, they don't want to have bullpens in baseball. Yet. They don't want to call them bullpens anymore <sighs> because bullpens are where bulls, I guess, were abused, right? Or abused or something like that. Come on, really? Give me a break. And I sort of feel like this song that you talked about, Baby, It's Cold Outside, is kind of the same thing. Can we please let something go here? Can we please just let it be? It's a song. I, I'm not thinking that there's any ulterior 
rape message or in there. I, I just I'm not I'm, I'm not getting that. That's just but that's just me. I, I I'm, a, I'm a white male. Maybe I'm, I'm looking at it through a different lens, but that's how I see it. See, okay, so the way that I look at it is. Yeah, the song's a little creepy. Now that it's brought to my attention, I honestly never really listened to the song because it was just another Christmas song. And it's like, oh, it's fucking October and they're playing Christmas music already. You know, so that's that was kind of how I always looked at it. But then, you know, when you're like, oh, okay, and you actually look into the lyrics, it's kind of creepy. But you know what? I was brought up with Dr. Dre and Snoop. So they didn't have the most, you know, pro-women lyrics that I still jam out to to this day, you know? Right. So it would be pretty hypocritical of me to say, and there's the baby in the background. It'd be pretty hypocritical of me to say, we can't listen to that song and that song needs to be, you know, off the radio when a lot of the songs that I listen to, including Eminem, I sit there and I'm, and, you know, and, and and I rock out to them. Well, I, I agree, and and, and music is a, a, you know you do a whole, you do a whole show on music, right? Which, yeah, you know, we, we talked about that. But I, I sort of feel like, okay, I understand that there are there are people out there, you know, kids especially that are impressionable. Right. I, I understand that. I don't know that anybody, and, and again, I do agree that the lyrics are a little creepy. I, I do agree with that, especially in society today. Yeah. When that, when that song was written, I don't know the date, but I'm guessing it's a very old song, right? Yeah. Probably like 50s, 60s yeah. or, or earlier, right? Um, I'm guessing that it probably, you know, was accepted a little bit more then because there are a lot of things, even watching this Cosby documentary and, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing, you know, these interviews, these old time interviews, and you're like, oh my God, you would never be able to say that today. But when it comes to music, I agree. As we, again, going back to the whole hypocritical thing. When I, when I was growing up, they were talking about lyric, the, the lyrics that they were complaining about when I was growing up was, was the Ozzy Osbourne, right? Oh, yeah, they're satanic. They're satanic. Kids are kids are killing themselves because of Ozzy Osbourne. There's a lyric in, there's a lyric in this song that says, kill yourself. I, I'm sorry. I, I know there are kids. If there's one kid that's an impressionable to that, then it should be discussed. And I get that because every life is valuable. But most kids were not killing themselves listening to an Ozzy Osbourne song. I'm sorry, there was no epidemic of people killing themselves because of Ozzy Osbourne. Songs. Right. There just there just wasn't. I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne, and I wasn't even considering that. Um, and again, I know that again, there could be somebody that's on the on the fence, and, and a song I guess could inspire them. I, I understand that. I'm not saying I'm naive to that. But but can we please get a grip here? I mean, can we? Can we, I mean, are you not going to listen to Snoop Dogg because he, he uses some? sexual or not even innuendos but they're sexual or they use derogatory words to to you know towards a certain group I, i'm just i don't know i mean i'm not i like the beat of the song i like i'm rocking out to it i'm i'm sorry you know it's just that's how it is and if a kid is that impressionable there's something else that's going on there's something right. underlying that needs to be addressed that they would go out and kill people or kill themselves because of music there's something else that needs to be addressed by the parents, by the school, whatever. Right. Well, you know, and I would say, and again, this is going, and I, I'm, my cab, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound judgmental, and it probably is. And I know there are so many circumstances behind it, but be a parent. Right. There, there are so many people out there that I see that they don't want to be parents. They want to let the schools handle their kids. They want to let coaches handle their kids. Be a parent. You know. Step in 
have the hard conversations, put a little effort. I'm not even saying you have to, you know, there's some people that I've, there's some people that do not like being parents. Then they shouldn't and, be. And it, and, right. And that's when I get it. Like there, there, there are many things about being a parent that that is absolutely brutal. It is the hardest job in the world. But your kids didn't choose to come into this world. You mm-hmm. chose to have them. So be a parent. And again, I know there are circumstances just because a kid, you know, goes and does something. I'm, it's, I'm not saying that if a kid vandalizes something, that's that's that always the parent's fault. I'm not saying that. Right. But, you know, instill the value, at least instill the value. Sit down, have the tough conversations. Have, you know, talk to your kids. Be open. Answer their questions. Don't brush them off. And then even though you have you only have so much control over how they act and what they do, at least then you've given them the guidance from your part that will hopefully – you know, guide them through that process of being a kid and, and navigating through, you know, teen- the teenage years and all that. Be a parent. Right. Don't blame the music. You're right. 100%. Remember, the, remember that whole thing with the PMRC with um, Chipper Gore? Yes. That whole thing. They, you know, they, they wanted to shut down, you know, all, the, all these all these heavy metal bands. No. Don't shut down the heavy metal bands. Right. Be a parent. Talk to your kids. If you want to listen to that music, but it's or, or, you know, it's inappropriate, but, you know, if you like this, it's have a discussion with them about that. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel? Are you, are you feeling anxious about school? Or how are the kids? Are the kids nice to you? Are you you know, you, you can find out just by a couple questions, even though kids you know, don't answer questions in a lot of depth. You can find out a lot with a few questions to your kid about what's going on in their head. And especially now with such a focus on mental health, it's a lot easier to talk about than it was when I was growing up. Well, because when we were growing up, exactly, you're younger than I am, but it, it was it was taboo. Right, exactly. You, God forbid, you talked about mental health. Now, right. there are things that are actually happening in the schools which are unfortunate. But when my kids come home, I address it with them head on. Right, right. You know, I just want to get even if I'm not, and it's not even a, in a preachy way. I'd like to know what their take is on right on on that. You know, on on a fight that took place, or a kid that said something to another kid of color, or. You know, there's my kids are being exposed to the whole pronoun thing now, right? With yeah. the whole pronoun, they they have questions on that. So just you know, answer some questions, get get their get their thoughts, and and be a parent. You yeah. know, be a parent, be there, just be present, and that's half the battle right there. You're absolutely right. Don't don't blame the music, don't blame society, don't blame this, that, the other, don't blame TikTok. Yeah. Be a parent, be a parent, and you can again not necessarily cancel. Going back to that whole thing, not necessarily cancel out some of the things that they see on social media. Or here in school, but at least hopefully they'll at least hear your voice in the background when they're making decisions. Right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and talking about cancel culture with me. And I think that we can both agree that we're kind of in the middle. If you don't like something, don't support it. If you're in the middle, exactly. Don't support it. Be who you are. Do what you want to do. And you know what? If other people decide to listen to Joe Rogan, I can tell you right now, I might not be a Joe Rogan fan, but if I have a friend who is, go for it. Listen to him. You like him? Listen to him. I might not agree with his platform. I might not agree with how he leverages it, but you know what? He's he's successful. He's making a lot of money, and if you like him, then you listen to him. I wouldn't want somebody telling me not to listen to somebody that I like. Exactly. Brian, you want to shout out your social media and where your podcast can be found? Uh, absolutely. So, uh, ionlifepodcast.com, all the social media is, is right on there. Again, the, the episodes now, I think I did about, you probably know, you probably know more than I did, right? How many I did, but uh, close to 40. I'm going to try to get, uh, bring it back at some point, but ionlifepodcast.com and anybody who might be looking for some uh, marketing or business development uh, work as well, the Boyer Group LLC.com. Uh, shoot me an email and um, we can uh, we can chat, check it out, but I appreciate it. And make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Martisem and check out 
the Hot Mess Morning Show on Hot 95, com, and the MyTuner app. Thanks for listening to the Pop-Off with Martise. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.